Second edition for the 2021 season of Waiver Wired. It is week three. We had a phenomenal week two. We're going to take some time during this hour to take your questions, to interact with you. I want to hear who was your stud in week two. Did you have Aaron Jones or did you get Aaron Jones? I got Aaron Jones. Pretty hardcore. Uh, by Ryan Hallam, who's probably watching this right now and laughing. I was lucky that I did. Uh, I have... Aaron Jones on my roster and I needed 16 points to get a week two victory. And I got a lot more than 16 points. So thumbs up to you, Aaron Jones. Thank you for that performance. Uh, it was great. I'm two and oh, I'm quite happy. Yeah. I'm mad at you, Aaron Jones. You are on my bad list because you definitely screwed me. Um, so yeah, that was rough, but on the plus side, I did Derek Henry, somebody. So that felt nice. Fair enough. Derrick Henry, not slowing down. We talked about this actually on the Against All Odds podcast. They asked me if I thought Derrick Henry was going to slow down. I said no. So after two weeks, I look okay. We'll see how long that that hangs on. But um, how was your week, Eddie? Did you have any like great victories? Yeah, it was. Uh, so I was playing my brother. Mm-hmm. And uh, going into that Monday Night Football game, like I said, uh, spoiler, I did win because of the great performance from Aaron Jones. And it's one of those things where you're playing your brother and it's and he's younger than me. So it's cool. We're in the league together. It's a lot of fun. But uh, I obviously had some uh, history working with fantasy. I was with the, the great folks at NFL Network. So I'm pretty uh, deep into this. So I'm like, ah, I feel kind of bad. Like I'm, I'm going to beat up on him. And then it was a close game. And uh, he's actually visiting me, so I was texting. Him, I was like, "Hey, if Aaron Jones doesn't get the proper amount of points and I lose this game, like you're not you're not staying here with me. I need to win this. I want to be two and zero." So it was a good week. It was one of those weeks too, where I don't know if you had any uh, teams like this, Jen, where it, you know week one I was pretty good across the board, where every player contributed, and I was like, "Okay, good, good team effort, solid team effort." Then this week was one of those where you had guys that would have like way past expectations, 20 points past it. And you had other players with like a point, two points. So it was one of those lopsided victories where I was like, oh man, I need more from this guy. But luckily I was carried by, you know, Jones and company. So strange week. Um, but, you know, it's been a weird start to the NFL. So I, I'm okay with it. I'm two and out. It's all that matters. It has been a weird start to the NFL. I was riding really high after week one, picking our games over at the Extra Points Arcade. And then last Mm -hmm. week, I totally stunk it up. Like, I'm probably like the worst people, the worst person of everyone at the podcast network. I really stunk it up. So a lot of weird stuff. By the way, you guys out there, this is a live show. So feel free to type in your questions, interact with us, and play with us over at Extra Points. We have a contest every single week. We have a prop contest. Uh, We have a way for you to pick a Against the spread, all kinds of fun stuff over there. Go to extrapoints.com slash arcade, and we have a leaderboard. And if you win, apparently you get this really cool gold hat, which I'm really in pursuit of. But so far, I just have this this cool green one is awesome, but I want it to turn gold, Eddie. I want a gold one. Well, and I, and I, and I will add uh, the Extra Points Arcade. This is very exciting uh, for week three. Not only do we have our prop quiz as always, we have our NFL pick em. This is the first week we're uh, unveiling the college football pick them as well. So three great extra points uh, contests to join. Like I said, for free, all we need name, you know, pick what contest you want and that's it. You'll win and you'll get the the hat, the, the gold hat that, that Jen really wants. And we'll shout yeah. you out on the show is extra points. AO um, join, play with us, play with myself, play with Jen, Sheck, cousin Sal, the D three, everyone on the, uh, at the network. It's a lot of fun and it's awesome. Now we have the college football pick them as well. So this is great. Great stuff by everyone. 
Yeah, it's it's really, really fun. So you guys go play with us because we want to play with you. Um, and I want to beat you, all of you. <laughs> Nicely. Nicely. Um, so lots of news. Uh, biggest news of the day day today is probably that Justin Fields is definitely going to be starting on a Sunday. So lots of things to look at here. Like how do we feel about Darnell Mooney now? I'm really liking him. Um, but am I going to run out and grab Justin Fields right now? My answer to that is yes. As far as a long-term stash in case he keeps this job, in case he proves that he's really good and Andy Dalton doesn't return, but I'm not running him out to start this week. How do you feel about Justin Fields this weekend, Betty? You know, this is a thing we all start coming from a mile away. Like, yes, like Andy Dalton's a veteran. They want to give him a couple weeks, let Justin Fields come in. Um, personally, the only bear in the offseason I was really targeting um, was David Montgomery. If Allen Robinson was there and he would slide to me, of course, I would take him. I was a little hesitant just because of the quarterback scenario. And I know uh, A-Rob is probably a receiver who's good and be good. Just You know, he's not quarterback dependent. Uh, and then obviously things happen where Dalton gets a little banged up. And I know reporters have been hounding Matt Nagy every single press conference about when is Justin Fields going to be playing. And he finally gets the, the the chance to play here. And, and you know, in terms of Fields, what he could do is like if you're in a 12-team league, I think, and you have, a, you know, question marks quarterback, I would take a chance on him. He's somebody who could be mobile if need to pick up the, gr- the ground yards. And, you know, I, I think his ceiling clearly is going to be a lot higher than any Dalton's. And, uh, you know, Montgomery's had a good start. And I expect, you know, big things from A-Rob and Cole Komet, uh, you know, Notre Dame tight end who I love. So I think there's a lot of good pieces there. And Fields is the by far the better quarterback. Yes, early on he's a rookie, but I think we'll see some pretty nice games for him uh, to start up in a few weeks. I think we will down the line. And so that's why I think you probably should grab him if he's still available, though. I don't know a lot of leagues where he is available because I think a lot of people thought Justin Fields would get this job sooner than later. So he's already on a lot of benches. But if he's not, go ahead and grab him now. We know he's going to get the opportunity. He could prove himself. And he's certainly the best quarterback to pick up in light of the other subs this week. So we're talking, you know, Jacob Eason, potentially. Um, We're talking Jacoby Brissett. Not that exciting. Davis Mills, we'll see on Thursday night. No way you're running Davis Mills out there. So really, Justin Fields is the only one I'm looking at here of any interest. And let's go over to the 49ers backfield. News came out that Elijah Mitchell did not practice today. Neither did Trey Sermon. I don't know what they're going to do. They still have some hopes that Mitchell will play on Sunday. They signed Jacques Patrick to their uh, practice squad. Who knows who this is from the Cincinnati Bengals practice squad. I mean, what are they going to do? I think they're going to have to coax Frank Gore out of retirement. If you want to be really, really (laughs) sneaky, you might want to consider stashing Jeff Wilson Jr. now before he comes back in a few weeks. You got to have a really um, deep bench or you have to be allowed to hold players on your IR to pick them up on the IR. And there's a lot of leagues that won't allow you to do that. But if you can, then uh, sneaky move Jeff Wilson Jr. Because there's an absolute mess over there in the backfield. I mean, what are you doing? Are you touching it? It is. I know we (laughs) talked about this last week. It is the most painful thing because you want to be right. You want to pick the one guy in that backfield, he thinks going to actually contribute. And maybe I was wrong, but going into the drafts, I said Trey Sermon was the guy I wanted. And I have Trey Sermon now on my bench, and he's dealing with uh, you know his issues with the concussion. Like you mentioned, the other injuries, the other backs. I picked up Trent Cannon. And I'm like, maybe he'll be the guy. I, I have no idea what to make of it. I don't know if it's just because they, they drafted him relatively high and he has the pedigree, but it's, I'm, I'm still convinced. And maybe you'll tell me I'm wrong, but I'm, we're going to fast forward 10 weeks from now. I still think that Sermon 
is probably the back that you you want to have you know starting in your lineups. I, I I can't. I know there's like three or four other guys there that really could take over that spot, but why would they go and pick him? And why like after his great college career, why how is he not the guy there? Like I don't know. Maybe tell me I'm wrong, Jen. I don't know. I don't know. I, I don't feel confident about it. I can tell you that. Um, I, right. I feel more confident about Jeff Wilson Jr. coming back and doing it. You still got Jermichael Hasty okay. in the mix, and right. I just don't like it at all. Um, I don't. I never felt really great about Trey Sermon because he was always going to be in a committee, and Kyle sure. Shanahan is weird. I mean, they traded up or they took Brandon Ayuk really high too, and they're not using him at all. So, sorry, Kyle, you're weird. We don't like it. What a it's a team that's like great to to root for and watch because they get everyone involved and they they know like offensively Shanahan's a, a, one of the brightest minds in all of the game. But in terms of fantasy, man, it's like very little to like to to really enjoy there because you're just, it's like what Belichick is like Belichick years back when you can't pick right. a running back. It's the same exact thing happening. There's like seven different running backs in two weeks touching the football. It's I thought I picked the right guy. I guess I picked wrong. So uh, my heart goes out to the rest of the the, the, the Trey Sermon. Uh, you know, fantasy uh, managers here that took him because he clearly, as Jen says, he's not going to be the guy to, uh, to to roster here. So it's, man, it's tough. It's tough to, to watch that. Two more pieces of news that will probably affect your lineups this weekend. One, Antonio Brown has been moved to the COVID list. So that means Chris Godwin, Mike Evans, all in. I suppose someone like Scotty Miller could step up in the meantime. <laughs> I don't think Gronk needs any more action than he already has, but you never know. Um, and um Landry, Jarvis Landry officially to the IR. Good news there is it looks like OBJ is practicing in full and that he is not ruled out for Sunday. So it is very entirely possible that OBJ returns on Sunday. I understand being nervous about starting him on Sunday because he could be on a pitch count or a snap count, whatever you want to call it. Um, but man, I am looking forward to seeing OBJ back in action with an improved Baker Mayfield and no Jarvis Landry. Could be a big day. Just what is your risk tolerance there? Um, are you, do you have OBJ anywhere? I do. I, I did uh, draft uh, Odell. I got a pretty good pick value wise on him. I thought I was looking to great things this season. Cause I, I said in the, you know, the podcast last week, wasn't in love with the pass catch on the Browns team. I know they're a running uh, team first, clearly with Chubb and Hunt, but Odell still has a dynamic playmaking ability and people want to make the argument that Baker is better without Odell Beckham. I, I'm, I don't necessarily agree with that. I think if you have a, a clear number one receiver, he will dominate and that does worry me, Jen, what you said about the, the snap count with, with Odell. But if he's fully healthy, this is a guy that could take a quick slant to the house. He's going to draw, uh, you know, the, the double team there, which could help out if you uh, in the running game, especially if you're, uh, you know, you're playing uh, Chubb or Hunt on your team and they're going to have an easier uh, defensive front to face. So that'll help in that regard. But I think Odell without Jarvis Landry should get a fair share of targets. And I'm pretty excited for him to come back and, and, and make a, an immediate impact. Well, Eddie, I teased this earlier, but we do have a special guest today. Uh, someone I invited that is actually a really cool cat. It's Dave. It's it's Steve Bono, apparently. Steve or Dave Dimashek, whatever Steve you want. Steve Bono. You're so young. Bono. You Bono. What, who, what am I? Does that mean you share? Bono was the backup when the Niner, he was the third stringer when Montana and Steve Young were in front of him in San Francisco, he went on to have some big fantasy years. In fact, with uh, Can he play running back with the chiefs. No, I don't think he'd be your best yeah. option to throw in there at running back. Too I bad. listen, I hate the quibble. I hate to be contentious right out of the gate. How do you know what Odell Beckham's going to look like spaghetti? You don't know if he has game breaking speed anymore. He's played 11 minutes in the last three seasons. 
I, if I had a guess, there, it seemed this news about his injury, the week one injury, was something that was kind of shocking in a sense. My guess is that they just wanted to wait till he was fully healthy. I think if there was an actual issue, they would shut him down. Uh, I don't know. I, I look, you're right. I'm not a doctor, but why? Odell's a guy that we've you're known. Not a I've known, but he he's a guy that's he's always been the hardest worker on the team ever since he was a giant. Uh, his work ethic is is you know second to none. He takes really good care of his body. I. I He's a guy that he he deeply cares about the game. I don't I don't see him you know playing if he was not fully right. Jeez, oh man! If you love him so much, why don't you marry him already? Hey, Jen, it's all on the internet. You can find this. What do you think about um, Eddie Spaghetti? His like Broadway Joe before him, another New Yorker, guaranteeing a victory. He guarantees the Giants will get over the Falcons. Who's the better quarterback to start, Matt Ryan or Danny Dimes from that game? It's going to be Danny Dimes. I hate to really? say it, but Danny mm. Dimes has a little bit of that rushing floor. I mean, he's already rushed for like 124 yards this year, two rushing touchdowns. So as far as fantasy is concerned, I'm not talking about in real life, um, but as far as fantasy is concerned, I would go there. I mean, Matt, Ryan, look, he should be in garbage time. He should get you a lot of points unless, you know, he throws a bunch of picks. They return for touchdown. I don't like to say this too loudly because <laughs> I have cousin Sal seated right next to me right there. See, look at that. That's him. He's pretending oh. that's not him. He can't hear me, but he can hear me because I'm right next to him. He, I, uh, Justin Fields is a great get for fantasy. Don't overthink it. Everybody. He's a rookie. He's in, rookies. When they get nervous, they take off running. That may not be great for the football team. That's great for your fantasy team, though. Justin Fields is a great ad right now. So you feel comfortable starting him this Sunday versus the Browns? Yeah, I guess so. You know, the Browns' defense has not been um, as good so far, at least what people expect it to be. It's not like they're ringing up a big sack total or anything else. Sure. I, uh, yeah, I think in, as a matter of fact, like I say, if – Garrett and Clowney and company start heating them up. He's going to take off with the ball and that will equal fantasy points for you. It so will, far. although I cannot see starting him over 11 or 12 other starters this weekend. I'm too nervous about it, but I think everybody should pick him up because then he's going to win the job in a week or two and he has the ability to run. Like you said. Oh yeah. I think the gig is his now. I don't think his, I don't think they I don't look think back. Two weeks back. from now, two weeks from now, everybody will be on board. Like I knew Justin Fields was going to be good. Get but in I'm, now. If you're in a league where Justin Fields is actually still on the wire, then you're probably already winning your league and you should go ahead and grab him because that is a very, very shallow league and you have a stacked team. But I want to talk about your team, um, Dave, the cool cats. Oh, I didn't know which of my teams. Yes. Cool cats. Um, how are they doing? Not well. Is this the team back at the helm? This is a dynasty though. You oh, this is a dynasty. Okay. Three out of the last. No, it's not a dynasty league. My team is the dynasty of the league. Oh, your team. I, we've, we've claimed victory in three out of the past four seasons by any measure in any sport and any league that's dynastic. Um, cool cats. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna lie to you or the, the man in the mirror. We haven't gotten out of the great gate the way we expected over the coming weeks. I think we're going to find out what kind of team, what kind of men we have in our uh, fictional locker room. And, you know, it all starts with Dak Prescott, who, who laid okay. an egg there in a big spot in Los Angeles last week. And, uh, you know, with, with that rear view mirror stuff, you know, we, that's that's over with one game at a time. We're looking ahead this weekend, uh, you know, to getting out of uh, the winless column there. Did you make any waiver claims this week in that league? 
Um, I did, but I really don't want to tell you because, as I mentioned, Sal is seated right next ah. to me. If I tell you because the transactions haven't gone down yet, they go down tonight. Oh, and if I say the waivers run late. I maybe bid on, then Sal would be like, it's because that's his way, you see, in all okay. things, especially in fantasy. He'll he'll get in my way just to get in my way. So well, like, you know, I'm I not gonna, hope, I can't share it now. I do hope you have an eye on Rondell Moore if he's available, but I won't say anything to Sal. We'll just cross our fingers I, there because I'm I sick. Looked, he was my QB last year. I'm so sick. I didn't, I, Tyler? I, I just thought, yeah, I just thought, ah, he's Love not going to do it again. Is he, you this, know what happened? This, Smarter people than I talked about because of, of Kyler right here. Is that right? 1200 other teams made it to the top 12 Kyler. He's the boy. He was awesome last year. I talked to a bunch of smart people and they talked me out of the Cardinals this year and I, and, and it's their fault. Not mine. You didn't talk to me, Dave. You got to talk to me. I took him number one in the Series XM host league. I took so much crap for it for taking him over Patrick Mahomes. But I think for fantasy, Kyler Murray has uh, more still more potential to be a winning quarterback. So I'm crazy, whatever. But um, what I really want to ask you here, Dave, is look at how um, Eddie's dressed. See this? It's a disgrace. Yeah. It's, and an, look, un, it's an embarrassment. Yeah. He has, you know, a significant other that he lives with. And, and she, she has to deal him. with this. Well, I mean, I think, she, I, listen, that's not fair to put on her. I've heard her try, make an uh, effort I've for met him her. to make an effort. And instead he decides this is what he wants the world to see. I can't explain it. I'm yeah, Eddie's out, out kicked outkicked his coverage. There's no question about it. I, I've met the girlfriend. It's a glorious Garrett Colger. Like, look, Dave, I'm sorry for about your Pittsburgh Pirates. I know baseball season for you has been over since April, but for me, with, oh. especially with my, you know, with my Giants that nobody seems besides Harry at the network to even enjoy. Uh, yeah, they're they're spiraling out of control. It's going to get bad. They will get a win this uh, this weekend, though. It's Eli Week versus the Falcons. But I'm still pulling from my Yankees. I, I gotta I gotta see them get into the postseason. I gotta see them win a couple rounds. It would, it's an ultra disappointment if this group of players does not advance. Uh, and, and win and hoist the trophy. I'm sorry. There's no way around it. So I, I cannot shake the the caring about baseball just because it's week three of NFL. I'm sorry. I'm still a baseball fan, much like Jen is. Good. You rooted for Darth Vader in Star Wars too. Jen, I think uh, <laughs> I think it's ultimately an indictment of the significant other when you say someone outkicked their coverage because then that suggests that the significant other pooch punted, and that means that they had self-esteem issues. Right? I don't think she has self-esteem issues. Did you see how hard uh, Martin was uh, looking at her on the in Las please Vegas? Don't bring, please don't bring up Martin here. Please, this is very <laughs> uncomfortable. We all work together. This is not the this is not the kind of workplace I want to be a part of. I'm I just know I, I don't want to talk well, for Sal, but I know he gets very uncomfortable when we talk if about Martin. Well, no, if there, no, if there's any melodrama in the workplace, that Sal doesn't like that. That's not who he is. That's not how he's wired. I got to say for me too, I, I, you know, we're delicate flowers. Please don't. Oh, wait a second. No, no, that's not true. No, um, no. Proceed. Now, so speak I need of to what know you want to speak of. I need to know then Dave, what should we do for our uniforms for this podcast? Should oh, we get well, them? Like, would that help? Yeah. I, right? That would be, yes. Anything that would change the way spaghetti currently dresses. Anything that's not a tank top though, he'll be uncomfortable in just so you well, know. I'm thinking maybe we let you design them. Okay. I'll, I'll, okay. I'll, I'll I'll tackle that. Sure. I need, I need sure. A, a color scheme we can fit with and maybe like some kind of a, I don't know if we need a logo, not necessarily, maybe just some kind of a, a uniform situation, if you will. I mean, I think some, some nice deep red sauce for the marinara that spaghetti favors on everything he eats. And, um, you know, maybe a nice, uh, instead of a star, like the Cowboys, it's just a round thing. And you're like, what is that thing? Is that a boulder? No, that's a meatball. 
you know? I mean, whatever you think, Dave, because you're the expert. I mean, thank you. Really, truly. Um, we do you have any questions for us? Like, do, or, or do you want to make fun of us? Like anything with your fantasy team? No, I have I, to say, I looked at that team. I looked at the Cool Cats. I thought they looked strong. So I want to know what's did. going on. Well, the reason we have, well, th that was uh, GM um, malpractice on my part. Week okay. one, I sat Dak Prescott. I just figured. Wait, what? I get, well, against Tampa, I didn't think it was a great spot for him. You know that. Did you, you also take Tampa to win by the 12 and a half spread or whatever ridiculousness it was? It, I think it kicked off at like nine and a half or something loco yeah. like that. And I was nervous about that, but I thought if there's a spot that Dak may not be great, we have, keep in mind okay. last time we saw right. him, his leg, you know, was bent in four Backward, places instead sure. of three. Um, so I thought, let's see what he does in week one. And I had Matt Ryan in what appeared to be a good matchup. Who did they get whipped by at home? It was an embarrassment. I can't recall who, who came in there. Like, Philly, Philly whipped them. Yeah. yeah. And so Matt Ryan laid an egg. And so I lost in week one when I otherwise would have last week. There's no excuse. My issue so far is it's not a, a great surprise to me that Najee Harris isn't rolling yet mm -hmm. behind that offensive line. I kind of expected that, but I do think that, you know, that that offense will, will get to a place where, and the way Mike Tomlin uses his running backs or running back, he rides one guy and that's it. So mm -hmm. I like that ultimately for the season. Um, no matter the state of the O-line. The bigger concern is Jonathan Taylor so far. I could have gone after for the same amount of money. We do an auction league. I could have gone after Aaron Jones. I'm kicking myself about not doing, uh, going after somebody like that. Alvin Kamara last year, I just figured he's not going to repeat the same level without. Kamara was terrible what, last week too, if that makes you feel any better. He was terrible. I, I mean, is Jonathan Taylor going to turn this thing around? I look yeah, to you, Jen, so. for the answers. Yeah, I think so. But I do think there'll be more work for Hines. I mean, the interesting thing was in week one, he had all those targets, like 60 yards, six catches, and then zero last week. But I think that was just a rough matchup for Indianapolis. They they stunk it up. Um, it was tough versus the Rams, sure. Um, they lost Carson Wentz, blah, 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 blah. But yeah, I think it'll come back around. We'll see what's going on. I mean, it was fun to see Michael Pittman be good. Um and that might make more of a threat. I don't know. <laughs> I, think I, listen, I, love, I love Michael Pittman. I think he's <laughs> a, a difference maker in real football terms. Yeah. But, I mean, who's throwing him the ball this Jacob season? Eason? It's hard to get excited about Jacob Eason yeah. or uh, the other it guy is. from North Dakota State who plays about a third of the games available to him. It is. got to keep our eye on Carson Wentz. Well, Dave, I know you have to run. We really appreciate you gracing us. You're giving me the pleasure. broom? Your broom? No, away? you can stay as long as you want. I'll do you have an you open want. invite. What, 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 what do you want to talk about? Anything. Please give me another okay. chance. All right. Um, let's talk about um, baseball. Now, all right. Now I do have to go. Now that's a slap <laughs> in the face. I like to have fun and I offered to stick around and I was, I, I, you know, I, I was willing to, but, but, but now you go too far. And now, guess what? Your punishment is to talk to spaghetti to talk and to only spaghetti. spaghetti. I regret it already. I'm really sorry. And that's it. He's gone. Just that's that. We almost got an appearance from Sal, but not quite so lucky. Oh, Sal will be on. You have to get you have to swing by too to the new uh, the new office. I think the, the people office. that work the the people that work with us um, around us rather, I think they're going to want us gone uh, very very soon. The, oh, really? just the the six and seven of us uh, just were. Yeah, we're the class clowns, and there's people actually trying to get some work done. And we're there, 
you know, moving furniture, screaming about football and it's uh it's quite a quite a fun scene but we're lucky we're you're gonna the, get evicted like the neighbors yeah, are gonna call yeah. the management and be like my you know in, the neighbors are not quiet at all in less than a um, month we're, we're yeah. kicked out i'm gonna have to come hang out down there do i have to wear a mask probably but it's worth it uh i think we'll we'll be okay in our closed area so <laughs> so um Let's just talk a little bit about waiver wire. I, I forget that some people's waiver wire hasn't run yet. So we should definitely go over mm-hmm. that. Most of mine already ran, but there are a few that are still out there. So, you know, if you're in need of running back, uh, running backs that might still be out there, JD McKissick, uh, who we saw get all the targets last week and the touchdown uh, over Antonio Gibson. Um, Tony Pollard, who had a bigger fantasy day than Zeke. That being said, people do not assume that Zeke is out of this game and it's Tony Pollard's back. Backfield is just not, it's just simply not true. Um, he played 30% of the snaps and yes, there'll be an opportunity for him because he mixes it up. You know, he's not seeing the stack boxes. Zeke is, he's going to have more playing time than we originally thought. Cause I think they want to keep Zeke fresh and they're going 17 games, but Tony Pollard is where the pickup, even if you're not the Zeke manager, because you can flex him from week to week, depending on the matchup. So Tony Pollard, Cordero Patterson, someone I'm interested in, um, got had a receiving and a rushing touchdown this week. Mike Davis simply just doesn't look good. So, you know, the great thing about Patterson is he qualifies at wide receiver as well. So not quite as exciting as when we could play Taysom Hill at tight end last year. But again, a bit of a cheat code. So somebody you may want to put some fab on if you're bidding. Uh, as far as wide receivers, Rondell Moore, probably the top target this week, assuming you can't get Darnell Mooney or Michael Pittman, both of whom we like if they're available. Rondell Moore, an absolute yards after catch monster. He's still only playing about 25% of the snaps, so be aware. That means he falls behind DeAndre Hopkins, who plays the most. AJ Green, who plays the second most. Hopefully that will change. Christian Kirk, who's playing like 50% of the snaps. And then uh, Rondell Moore is playing like 25%. But when you see Rondell Moore on the field, some big play is about to go down. The guy is a beast. You don't want to wait much longer and you want to have any piece you can of this Arizona offense. Because as we were talking about, Kyler Murray is absolutely balling out this year. So uh, KJ Osborne is one more you might want to look at. He's clearly the wide receiver three uh, in Minnesota. Kirk Cousins has been fantastic this year uh, for fantasy and in real life football. So consider KJ Osborne. And finally, the Las Vegas receivers, if if Brian Edwards and Henry Ruggs are out there, Derek Carr is just impressing everybody. He leads the league in passing yards, 819 of them on a league leading 93 attempts. And he hasn't been doing this just because he has cake matchups. I mean, Baltimore, Pittsburgh. Not easy. Uh, so Carr is starting to connect with these young playmakers. And we always knew it was going to be Waller. Like, Waller's fantastic. But if he can actually get Brian Edwards, Henry Ruggs, even some Hunter Renfro involved here, the, the ceiling is tremendous. So um, do consider those as well. Titans, kind of boring. Maybe put some in on Dawson Knox. Evan Ingram. You could get Evan Ingram before the great matchup this weekend. Um, did you put in – have you are you have your waivers run? I um, a lucky. I didn't put any in because I'm lucky. I have Odell coming off the bench, and I have a pretty deep bench with play, with players who I was actually going to ask you about right now. And you mentioned uh, one of them, and Cordell Patterson. Looking at his stats, you know, week one of the league, I think he had around eight points. Last week he had a uh, shade over twenty three, I think. But he had seven rushing attempts. He had five catches. Right. Uh, he was targeted six times. I mean, like you said, you have the running back position or the receiver position you could put him at. 
and he's doing a little bit of both. He did have the rushing touchdown as well as a, a receiving touchdown. Do you think he's going to be closer to a 20-plus points player like we just saw, or is he going to be close to the single-digit player, like not really getting much going on the ground, maybe have a few catches here and there, but not worth the start? Because he's a guy that I want to plug in. I'm like, this is awesome. He's going to – like the Falcons seem to be utilizing him. They seem to be even having like packages specifically for him, which right. is not that surprising – because I didn't really love the Mike Davis, uh, you know, backfield anyway. Right. And I'm like, now they have a dynamic player. But for some reason, I just can't pull the trigger. I'm like, ah, I can see so, him just being shut out. And I don't, I don't yeah. know. I mean, I wouldn't chase the points for this week. But I do think that he's someone that you should consider if you have room on your bench. Because, yeah, Mike Davis is playing more snaps. But Cordell Patterson's getting the money touches. Um, and right. They are designing plays for him. He's kind of the gadget player. Look, they're without Julio Jones now. they got to do something. Um, and he's just interesting. And I know he's 30 years old and running backs that are 30, but he's also a wide receiver. And it's not like Mike Davis is a spring chicken. So right. I, I like him. I think he's a, he's cool because you can use him so many different ways. And he only takes up one spot on your bench, right? Mm -hmm. That allows you to grab it. Uh, exactly. And it seems, you know, people were, were – uh, poo-pooing the Arthur Smith's offense the last year, but it seems like the, the one thing he has to focus on is a, a whole uh, playbook full of plays for uh, Cordell Patterson. So, which is fine by me because I was lucky enough to get him and, and nab him and stash him on the bench. But I, I, like I said, he's someone I want to put in there, but just unsure of, uh, of how dynamic he'll be, especially if they're only passing the ball. We'll see what happens with the Falcons. I think they're going to be pretty miserable, but I, yeah. I do love him as a player. And I think that he could have some uh, really high end uh, returns over there. Yeah, um, for sure. I think he's someone that if you have room for him, you just you get him. You just don't play him quite yet. Um, so looking just ahead to the week, let's just make some general start sit, you know, calls and then let's get to your questions. So if you guys are out there and I can tweet, should I be tweeting this? Join us live now. Something you guys talk to us. Join the chat. Yeah, let's put it out there. Um, and thanks for those go. who did uh, tweet at us. Like I said, tweet it at Jen and at Jen PHND and myself at I think I'm uh, Edward L. Murph. You could tweet add extra points. We'll find the tweets. We got a bunch of tweets. I appreciate that. Um, week in, week out. Just please send them your way. We'll uh, we'll have Jen answer them on the show. And plus, if you join us on the stream, we are live. Um, you could also uh, chime in. We see a bunch of comments already, too. So thanks for those who, who do that. And we're hoping to expand beyond Twitter, maybe get it to the, you know, the YouTube, the Facebook. So we'll have a bunch of different platforms and you can chime in any which way you can, any social media yeah. platform. And, and, uh, we'll and you don't even answer. have to ask questions. If you just want to chime in and brag about how bad you beat down your opponent or cry about how badly you got beat, that's what we're here for. We're here to just chat and have a great time. So come interact with us. We are here really quickly looking ahead. Some of my favorite starts for the week. Cup and Woods versus Tampa Bay. Uh, I know Tampa Bay is supposed to be a tough defense, but actually they've surrendered the second most fantasy points to opposing wide receivers. You know, Dave referenced week one with the Cowboys. The Cowboys had no problem getting past that secondary. So I think you got to roll with Cup, who's obviously a monster with Matt Stafford. And I think Woods is going to have a breakout game sooner or later. So Cup and Woods, I'm starting him. Uh, all the receivers for Arizona, again, that matchup versus Jacksonville, which, you know, even the Houston Texans look like superstars versus Jacksonville. It's such a cake matchup. So Kyler Murray is a must start. He's a pay up for your DFS lineups as well. Tyson Williams, Latavius Murray, uh, you know, you can flex them versus Detroit and you absolutely are starting 
Lamar Jackson, who's going to run all over poor Detroit. Uh, Michael Pittman, I like, but we have to keep an eye on Carson Wentz. So, you know, put that on your back burner. You may want to sit him this week just because of the quarterback situation. Uh, but if Carson Wentz goes, Michael Pittman and Zach Pascal are definitely starts. Uh, Pascal in the flex versus the Tennessee secondary that's given up the most points to opposing wide receivers. Uh, Tyler Lockett, DK Metcalf versus Minnesota. Another cake matchup. Russ should be able to carve them up. Austin Eckler versus Kansas City. They've given up a ton of yards on the ground. The second most, most so far uh, over across two games. So definitely Eckler's a start. Evan Ingram, perhaps a sneaky start versus Atlanta this week if you can pick him up. And um, Dallas Goddard versus Dallas, who are very weak versus the tight end. And of course, Kyle Pitts versus the Giants. Uh, Giants are historically bad versus the tight end. We've seen Kyle Pitts get a lot of targets. They're using him as a wide receiver, lining him up as a wide receiver, and there's probably no Russell Gage on Sunday. So, Sal, you will love to hear this. This is the week. This is the time for Kyle Pitts. Um, Also, you should probably sit all uh, Los Angeles Rams running backs versus the Tampa Bay run defense. We already don't know what's going on with Daryl Henderson, uh, if he'll be able to play or not with his rib injury, and you're certainly not starting Sony Michelle. So another reason why I really love Cooper Cup and Robert Woods. But I already have some questions that came in through my direct messages, so I can get to those right now. Is Derek Carr a fantasy option at quarterback in 12-team leagues? Well, at this point, I have to say yes. And this week, uh, Las Vegas is facing a Miami team without Tua. Uh, Jacoby Brissett will be starting for Miami. So, you know, we've seen Carr be very, very successful. He seems to be connecting with his playmakers. I don't see why you wouldn't start Derek Carr this weekend if you have him. Um... Teddy Bridgewater is another guy that I would pick up if he's on the wire, and I would definitely start in your DFS lineups. He should be good value. Teddy Bridgewater has a 77.1% completion rate on the season. Now, obviously, that's unsustainable, but he's clearly connecting with that incredible incredible group of wide receivers. We saw Cortland Sutton be the one that went off last week. He has Noah Fant. He has Tim Patrick, another great waiver wire ad who got into the end zone yes again, yet again last Sunday. And Tim Patrick just has hands with super glue, I think. So I love Tim Patrick. You could also take a shot on KJ Hamler who has kind of a high ceiling uh, if he can just, you know, hold on to the ball and not drop touchdown passes in the end zone. But there you go. Okay. Um, Brandon Cooks is off to a nice start. Will no Tyrod hurt that? That is a great, great question. So I am definitely all in on Brandon Cooks for Thursday night. So we've seen Brandon Cooks be successful with all kinds of different quarterbacks, right? This will be his sixth season to exceed 1,000 yards if he continues at this pace. And already he's been with two quarterbacks this season. We saw his targets increase from seven in the first week to 14 last week. And the one touchdown pass that Davis Mills threw was to Brandon Cooks. In addition to that, Cooks is playing like 85% of all snaps. Uh, Nico Collins is on the IR. It looks like Danny Amendola isn't going to suit up. And here's the kicker. 
Brandon Cooks leads the league in air yards so far this season. So air yards meaning, uh, you know, drop passes, incomplete passes, passes intended for him, as well as all those passes that he has caught. And he's already at a great number. I think it's 200 and something yards already. Uh, so Brandon Cooks is a start for me. Yes, I can see why you wouldn't want to. You feel a little nervous with Tyrod being gone, but it looks like he blended in just fine with Davis Mills, and he seems to be somewhat quarterback proof, a la Allen Robinson. Davis Mills, not a terrible, terrible quarterback, by the way. I think he's going to be able to hold his own. And if I'm betting tomorrow night's game, I'm actually taking the Texans plus eight because. The Carolina Panthers, though they're 2-0, and they actually haven't put up that much offense. I think it's only been 45 points across the two games, and I think they've allowed only 21. So this kind of says low game total. Meanwhile, the Texans have put up a lot of points offensively. They even covered the spread last week versus the Browns, even with David Mills coming in at quarterback. It was a 31-21 game in the end. So um, I think the Texans might be able to keep this competitive. I don't think the Carolina Panthers are going to go on some crazy scoring spree. Um, though I do expect, you know, Christian McCaffrey to find the end zone, probably DJ Moore. And then on the other side of this game, I really like Brandon Cook. So let's go on to the next question. Um, do I start Christian Kirk, Deontay Johnson, or CD Lamb? So my answer here is CD Lamb. I know that the matchup is tough, but CD Lamb is elite. He's fantastic. And I think CD Lamb is the start here. Uh, Deontay Johnson, my concern is, though he is clearly the number one in Pittsburgh, he did leave with that knee injury. So I just want to keep an eye on the practice reports. And Christian Kirk, it's a great matchup. But again, Kirk is now competing with DeAndre Hopkins, AJ Green, and now superstar Rondell Moore. So he's going to have those crazy two touchdown games. There's no question about it. And I like having Christian Kirk, but uh, I would never start him over someone like CeeDee Lamb. Remember, again, they're also without my Michael Gallup now. So um, there should be some action there versus... Uh, Philadelphia on Monday night football. Okay, more questions. Do I start Javante Williams or Tony Pollard? This is from Ranger Danger, the dog. Okay, Ranger Danger. Um, I am starting Javante Williams in this situation. First of all, the matchup is really, really good. It is Denver versus the Jets. Yeah. Um, also, it is a 50-50 split for the Denver backfield. Um, I mean, maybe it was 60, 40 Melvin Gordon last week, but it, it's a more clear cut split. So we saw Tony Pollard have that really good game last week and Tony Pollard will have good games. I'm sure, but it's still a 70, 30 split at best. Zeke is still the workhorse there. So if you know, you're playing the probability, you want to lean towards the person that's going to have the most opportunity. So I am going Javante Williams here. I think he might also be a fantastic value in DFS. I have to go check on that. And I will do that very, very soon because tomorrow I'll be putting out a DFS video for actually it'll probably post on Friday. Friday, we'll put out a DFS video so we have more information for extra points. 10-team non-PPR. For flex, should I go with Elijah Mitchell, Sterling Shepard, OBJ, or Rondale Moore? So in this situation, I'm actually leaning Sterling Shepard. Um, Elijah Mitchell, as we said, did not practice this week, so I'm kind of staying away from that. OBJ, I really, really love, but could be on a snap count. And Rondale Moore, again, 
super love, but he just doesn't have as much opportunity. Shep is the one that has the most opportunity. He's clearly Daniel Jones's favorite target, and they have a cake matchup this week versus Atlanta. So I'm going Sterling Shepard here. Okay. Quick question for you. Hunt or Brandon Cooks at flex? Start running back starting running backs are Elliot and Swift. This is from Sean. Okay, Sean, I am gonna go Brandon Cooks again here. Um, because all the reasons I said earlier about Brandon Cooks, he is gonna be the guy in Houston. I'm not afraid. His target share is phenomenal. He has the most air yards in the league, and he seems to still be able to connect with Davis Mills and really any quarterback you put him with. So I am leaning Brandon Cooks here. And let's see one more question. Should I try to trade Antonio Brown and Wentz for Justin Herbert? Hmm. Maybe. It depends on who your other wide receivers are. Um, but you know you're already missing a week of Antonio Brown and Wentz. Uh, so whoever you're trading them to won't get them for this week, and you'll get Herbert in a pretty good matchup. Um so, yeah, if you feel that you need a better quarterback, your other quarterbacks are Tannehill, Wentz, Lance, Brissett, and Eason. Yeah, I would go ahead and do that trade. Any more questions coming in, Eddie? I've been – We do the, we do the one from uh, from uh, Mohan, our buddy Mohan in here that works at Extra Points, the Deontay Johnson so. or Michael Pittman. He asked Deontay Johnson or Michael Pittman in his uh, PPR league. That's a great question. So you got to watch Deontay Johnson and how much he practices. But if he goes on Sunday, I'm going to go with Deontay Johnson because it's probably Jason East, East, Jacob Eason throwing Pittman the ball. If it's Wentz, I might lean Pittman. I love Pittman. But Deontay Johnson is the number one for Ben, and I just trust Ben more than I trust the quarterbacks in Indianapolis for this weekend. Uh, we got another tour question here from uh, at BR Haveman. Uh, he's asking, needs to start one of these three uh, receivers here. It's Corey Davis, DJ Shark, or Devontae Parker. Ooh. Um, I'm going to go Corey Davis here, even though none of these are great starts. But Corey Davis is getting the targets. Um, I think last week was a little bit of an outlier Anytime a rookie quarterback faces Bill Belichick, you kind of have to expect him to have probably the worst day of his life. Um, and I think Zach Wilson probably did. Um, but I think that it will be a little bit better this week if he can keep focused and Corey Davis is getting the most targets um, because, you know, Parker, we got Brissett, so don't really love that. And Chark, you got Trevor Lawrence, who hasn't been that good and hasn't really been targeting DJ Chark as much as we might like. Though it is nice that – not nice, but though they will be without LaVisca Chanel. So there could be – and O'Shaughnessy, actually, now that I think about it. So, yes, Chark would be my second choice and Parker would be my last. All right. Do we uh, answer Martin's question yet or no? I could throw that one out Is there. that the one about CeeDee Lamb? Yeah, he's CeeDee Lamb, Dante Johnson, Christian Kirk. We went All Lamb. Right. Uh, uh, there was a question before in the comments um, uh, that asked us. Uh, he had, uh, I believe he said he had Kenny Galladay, and he wanted. Is it worth dropping Kenny Galladay and to pick up Michael Thomas? Do you think that's a, a move no. you should make? 
I, I don't. Even I with mean, uh, even with the Galladay, the, there's stuff coming out about his separation. He's not getting the separation anymore. Obviously, Daniel Jones loves Sterling Shepard. You still don't, you don't love the Michael Thomas uh, situation down in I don't Nola. love the Michael Thomas situation at all. And that's how I feel personally. Like, this is a risk tolerance thing for you. You know, you have to decide. But Michael Thomas is going to miss, you know, most of the season, half the season already right off the bat. In addition to that, uh, we haven't seen him play much with James Winston. We don't really know what that's about or what's going on with that offense at all. For God's sakes, it could be Taysom Hill in a week or two because it's not looking good. And I understand they're without offensive coaches this week, but it, it was not great. And then I just don't trust Michael Thomas is right in the head, to be honest. I mean, he was punching teammates last year. I just don't think he's right in the head, and I, I don't trust him on my team. So, And when he played last year, he wasn't very good. You know, everybody expected him to be the cheat code last year that they picked up and used, and he just wasn't very good. I'm not so sure he has it. So I think Kenny Galladay is still good. There's an issue with him and Daniel Jones, but they're going to get a little more time to work on it than uh, whoever the quarterback is in New Orleans and Michael Thomas. Uh, we're getting a couple of questions here through our stream, uh, both uh, regarding Devontae Smith, one from uh, our pal Scott Holmes and uh, DC Fantasy Guru is writing. Uh, he, well, Scott wants to know, when do I start Devontae Smith? This and the weekend, other question maybe. is Devontae Smith or uh, Cortland Sutton in PPR? Oh, that is a tough one. They both have really, really, really good matchups. Do you have to choose? Because I really like Devontae Smith this weekend. He is a must start for me. But then again, so is Cortland Sutton. Teddy Bridgewater loved him last week, peppered him with targets. They were successful. And they are facing somebody terrible this week. Who is it? Uh, Denver is facing the Jets. So... Um, great matchup for Cortland Sutton and Teddy Bridgewater, who's been incredibly, incredibly the second most accurate passer so far this year. So I love that. Uh, Devontae Smith, though, and that Dallas secondary and Jalen Hurts, ah, looking pretty good. So I guess it's maybe like, would you rather have the late hammer and like watch everything go down and then come out with Devontae Smith and like drop the mic and walk away Monday night? Or would you rather kind of have it all done on Sunday? So I'm probably leaning Sutton here. Um, but just by a hair. All right. Just checking through our Twitter. We got through the Twitter question of the Javante Williams, Tony Pollard one. Uh, we did. And we chose okay. Javante Williams because of the target cool. share. Um, oh, I got some more questions here over here. Do you think Carolina defense is suspect? Um Yes, to an extent. Um, I think that they look a lot better than they are. However, I would be willing to stream that defense tonight simply because they're facing a rookie quarterback. So I think they probably will. You know, Davis Mills threw a pick last week. Um, I think he will probably throw a pick or two tonight. And I think they'll be able to keep the points somewhat low. So I'd be willing to stream him tonight. But that is a great question, Anita. Great question. Um, should I drop Terrence Marshall Jr. and stash Ingram? Yes. Terrence Marshall Jr. has too many, uh, comp too much competition for targets. Um, and Ingram, it could be, you know, at tight end, there's not a lot of options there. So if Ingram is good, that's going to be fantastic. I have Cook as your starting tight end. That's a good tight end. Uh, my other bench wide receivers are Corey Davis and KJ Osborne. I, yeah, if you have Corey Davis and KJ Osborne, I think you're fine to drop Terrace Marshall because there's too many people ahead of him in the pecking order. And Sam Darnold, like what? Like he's throwing a lot of passes and touchdowns. He's not. It's it's Christian McCaffrey's show. So you don't need their third, fourth guy. 
What if you have Mike Evans and Diggs starting at your wide receiver? Wouldn't you have to start Cook at flex? Okay, so okay. So this is in reference to a tweet I made earlier today. This is a really, 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 really important thing. If you don't listen to anything I say the entire year, my entire life, please listen to this. If you want to win your fantasy league, when you set your lineup on Thursday, do not, do not start anyone in your flex spot, okay? I get that you may think of Brandon Cook's or Mark Ingram as a flex player. I get it. They're not better than, say, Mike Evans or Calvin Ridley or whoever you have, Alvin Kamara. They're not better. But if you put that player into your flex spot and some other player gets COVID or gets injured, you have locked yourself into less choices on Sunday. So even if in your mind he's your flex, Brandon Cooks is your wide receiver tomorrow night. Do not start him in your flex spot. Please, please, please listen to me. You can call him your flex in your head. He can be your flex in your head, but he is not your flex player on Thursday night. This is how you win your leagues. <laughs> or lose. I'll jump in quickly. I want to jump in quickly too on the topic of Brandon Cooks. I actually had a question I put in there for people who have drafted Brandon Cooks, and I'm a lucky one who who has. And especially if you get him later in drafts, you get a nice return. He's got a really, really solid start to the season. He's a guy that seemingly was forgotten about. Uh, If you look at his career stats, he's like five out of seven seasons, a thousand yards receiving. He's a great receiver. Are you afraid of the quarterback scenario that is going to hurt him, or is that is he just good enough and he's the clear cut number one that his production will stay pretty, you know, far above water? Right. So we uh, talked about this briefly a little bit. And the thing is, his targets doubled from week one to week two. They went from seven to 14. He's got 21 total. So they doubled in the game with Davis Mills. Davis Mills also threw him a touchdown. Um, There is no Nico Collins. Danny Amendola isn't going to suit up. Brandon Cooks has seen the most air yards in the entire NFL this year. So no, I'm not that worried. I think he's a little bit like Allen Robinson. We've seen him with multiple quarterbacks. I think he's going to have a sixth 1,000-yard season. I think he's going to be one of the best values for where you drafted him of the entire season. Right. Plus, uh, no offense to you, uh, Houston Texans fans, but I don't see you guys leading in many games this year. So they'll be throwing the ball a lot, try to catch up there. So I think that should be good things for uh, Brandon Cooks. Exactly. Uh, I got a question from someone. What do I have on right now? I have on an SFBX t-shirt in case guess you're not watching since you sent that question doesn't make us feel good that you're not watching uh i have a couple i have a couple ones that i added as well too just general ones that we could go over i, I had a you know <clears throat> tight ends a, a weird one with the last the last few seasons there's been a few guys you have to draft super high if you don't get your wallers your yeah. kills your kelseys it's you're waiting on it um, you know, I know Gerald never had a nice week one. And for those who took him later in drafts, didn't have a great week two. I know Gronk was someone that who you weren't uh, maybe you're not excited to draft. And it seems like him and Tom Brady, it's the, it's the same Gronk and Brady from you know a decade ago. And they're going to be great. Do you see the tight end position at the end of the season or throughout the, the course of the season? Is there going to be more breakout stars or is it just going to be tight end draft really early and then just wait to see who's there? And it's going to be a crapshoot because it, it, right now it's a relatively weak position. <laughs> I think it's more of the same. You know, there's going to be those elite guys. And it seems like Darren Waller is the number two guy. I mean, where is George Kittle? You know, Uh, so it's clear to me that Kelsey and Waller are elite. Uh, I think George Kittle will come back on some level. Uh, And then probably TJ Hawkinson after that. Right. 
there's no weapons in Detroit and, and Jared Goff is going to go to him. And then it's kind of a long break. I mean, I'm, I'm hopeful that Pitts will be up there and we'll make that. But then you just may as well wait, right? You may as well wait and get, you know, a Dalton Schultz or, you know, take a shot on a Cole Komet who was targeted a lot in week one. And there are people like that, that or, or you're going to get Juwan Johnson, who's going to have a two touchdown game or Jared Cook, you know, there's, there's a lot of people out there and you're just kind of playing roulette. You're playing the touchdown roulette. And that's just kind of how you have to play. So I just think you have to go into your draft with the idea of what you want to do and how you're going to spend your budget or how you're going to do it. And if you get, look, if you're in a tight end premium league, like, like Scott Dishbowl, then you want to prioritize the tight end. There's no question about it. After that, it's really at your discretion. Sure. And I'll, I'll throw one more out here. We did talk about a little bit with Derek Carr. I know he's dealing with some injuries and uh, on, on minus three, we had on David Carr and uh, Sheck pronounced right now through week two and going into week three that uh, Derek Carr is the MVP uh, of the NFL. We're going to project ahead here, Jen. And do you think at the end of this fantasy season that Derek Carr will finish as a top 12 fantasy quarterback and will cement his status as a draftable, startable fantasy quarterback, or do you see a regression? I think he will finish his top 12 quarterback. Wow. Okay. And not because he's so great, but because if his weapons all start firing and look at how, look at how it's all coming down for them. They got Miami this week. He already faced two of the toughest defenses. It, it just could line up that way. And I think in the end, as far as fantasy is concerned that he could be in a situation because look who's falling off this year, Matt Ryan. No good. Sure. Um, Trevor Lawrence, total disappointment. Zach Wilson, no good. Mac Jones, nothing fancy so far. Um, you know, I think that, and we've already got all these injuries. Carson Wentz is going to miss two is going to miss. So top 12 actually isn't that hard to do. Right. It's a great, it's a great mix of having awesome, uh, you know, targets to throw to, mm -hmm. and then plus they're throwing the ball a crap ton. So it, it's definitely good. If you, you want to get some shares of, uh, Derek Carr, we are actually, we are getting a comment in here. I'll pop it up on the screen. Uh, from DC Fantasy Guru again. There you go, Jen. Which side do you take for rest of season in PPR? Najee and Ridley or David Montgomery and Adams? I take David Montgomery and Adams in this uh, situation. David Montgomery completely underrated. If you look at his underlying stats, they're almost identical to Aaron Jones's stats from last year. And so, of course, our concern was, oh, but he's got to regress. In fact, let me just read those to you. I have them written down here. Um, it, it, you, you think, you know, of course, he's going to regress. That's your, your thought process. Um, but... They're giving him all the touches. They're giving him the opportunity. So many people mm -hmm. were saying, you know, he he's going to get he's not going to have the catches. But Nagy said he's going to give him a full workload and he is giving him a full workload. And he was fantastic the first week. So I just don't think that there's a an issue there. I'm trying to find if I wish I could give you these um, this comparison when I put them side to side. David Montgomery versus um, Aaron Jones. I will find it. But so I like him. And of course, Devontae Adams is Devontae Adams. He's the best receiver in the league. Calvin Ridley, unfortunately, now has to deal with Matt Ryan. And everybody knows he's the number one guy. And he's going to get, okay, David Montgomery versus Aaron Jones. So in half point PPR, David Montgomery had 1,070 yards. Aaron Jones had 1,104. So difference of less than 100 yards. Montgomery had eight touchdowns. Jones had nine. 
But Monty played 707 snaps and Jones plays 539. So Jones is more efficient, but Monty has more opportunity and they are totally feeding Montgomery. So even though you got him in the fourth round, you could end up getting the same production or similar production to someone you took in the first round. So that's why I like that. Najee Harris, I really like, but it's going to take a little bit of time for him to click. And that Pittsburgh offense is, you know, tricky and the offensive line isn't great. So that's why, that's why we go Adams and Montgomery, but it's a good, if you're, if you're a huge Najee Ferris Harris fan, then the other side's good too. Yep. There already been some issues in Pittsburgh with the uh, offensive line and blaming big Ben. And I think that unfortunately is going to trickle down and uh, in, in, in turn hurt Najee Harris a little bit here. And the, another question from DC fantasy guru about uh, further on David Montgomery's, you ultimately think that Justin Fields will help. David Montgomery's uh, season, uh, season along more so than any Dalton would, right? Um, I don't think it really matters, but probably yes, because people will be more afraid of <laughs> Justin Fields. Um, ultimately, when he gets clicking, than than Andy Dalton, I think Montgomery is just not. I just don't think there's a lot of risk. I used to think David Montgomery was no good. I really did. I was quoted as saying, I don't think David Montgomery is very good on some big audiogram from Sirius XM. And I did believe that. And then I thought it was just his strength of schedule. But then he comes out uh, the first week of the season here and runs for 108 yards on the Los Angeles Rams. And the Indianapolis Colts couldn't do that. Jonathan Taylor couldn't do that. Naheem Hines couldn't do that. But David Montgomery could. David Montgomery's gotten good. So, yeah, and they trust him and they love him. So Nagy's weird and he's decided he loves Montgomery and Montgomery's going to run with it and good for him. All right. I think we got, uh, and oh, Scott, Scott's trying to be funny. What does Eddie have on? Oh, I said it before. <laughs> it's a, uh, it's a New York Yankees, Garrett Cole jersey. Cause you know, you know what? baseball is not over. You need to do, you need to be pulling for the Yankees because they're in a tight, tight race and they need all the help they can get. I, I actually had some bets on them last night for the under hit. And uh, for Jordan Montgomery, over five and a half strikeouts. By the way, if you guys are interested in baseball, I have a podcast 15 minutes twice a week. On You can download it in the SiriusXM app. We're on Spotify called Sticks and Stacks. I give you game lines and player props um, for some quick cash if you can bet wherever you live. Uh, I think that's we got a lot of questions. We think we went through most of all. Did Do you we have get any them more all? left yet? I think we got I most don't... of them. And I know you have, uh, if you want to plug, I know you have your, your uh, weekly – NFL video that's going to come out on uh, extrapoints.com, YouTube, Twitter, all yes. that jazz too, right? So expect on Friday that I will do a quick DFS two-minute drill. So these will be much like the baseball videos I was doing, where in two minutes, I'm going to run down as quickly as possible different pieces that you can put together for successful DFS lineups. We'll take the pricing from FanDuel, um, but you can use the principles for any kind of DFS lineup. It's kind of teaching you how to build lineups and what looks good and what doesn't for the weekend. So, um, But in the meantime, we will be here every Wednesday live at 2 o'clock. You guys can send me um, questions questions in my dms if you want i will check them on tuesdays and wednesdays and we will address them here and you can tune in live we'll take your questions live don't forget to play in the extra points arcade we want to play yes. with you we have a pick em contest we have a props contest we have college football now which i will not be playing because i know really nothing enough to 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 compete so i'll just have to get eddie to make my picks for me um but go ahead and check that out extrapoints.com slash arcade in the meantime we will catch you next wednesday same bat time same bat channel go and enjoy the football